Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood. Today we're talking about Bahu Bali, a multi-generational saga about a royal family set in a mythical India. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And today we are watching one of the most epic Indian movies you will ever see. Well, two. I find it hard to believe you could find a more epic movie in any country's cinema? I don't think you could. I mean, it was so epic, it had to be five hours long and split into two movies. It's so good. I This is the second time I'm seeing these, and I can't get over how good it is. It's everything I want to watch. Yes, there is a ton of wish fulfillment in here, you know, but it's everything you want to see. It's everything you want people to be. Yeah, and it's done so well that you don't mind. I mean, you can see that it's everyone is perfect or everyone's beautiful. Or everyone knows always the right thing to say. But, like, if they're evil, they're so evil. Yeah. But and I love it. Yeah. It, it, it fulfills that childhood desire yeah. for things to be clear. Exactly. And things to be as they should. Exactly. This is not... A cheesy soap opera. Yes, there's some stuff in there where you're like, oh, you laugh because you're like, I can't believe they did that. But it's always good. Yeah. And it just makes me happy. I know. Me too. And I feel like this could have only been done by S.S. Rajamuli, who's the director. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I have no idea how you say his name. But he is a South Indian director, and anything I've seen him do has always been really amazing. I mean, I'm not surprised. Well, and this actor, Prabhas, I'm very glad that this, you know, shot him to the heights of fame because he's so good. He's good in this role. And I think that people should do what they're currently doing, which is throw all their money at every project he's in. Yeah. Because I just want to watch him do anything. I think he's actually, he might be a little limited in his acting, but... I think he's really charming. Right. And I think he does what he's asked to do. And in this movie, a lot of what he's asked to do is posing. Like, he poses more than any other actor in this movie. And giving looks. I was just paying attention to how few lines he has. It's not many. He doesn't need them. No, because he's mostly just, like, giving looks, like you said. But he can do, like, angry, serious, in love his comedic timing, actually a lot of people's comedic timings in this movie are pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, and I, I do think that he might only be able to do this kind of thing, and that's fine. That, I yeah. guess that's what I meant. He's really good at this, and yeah. I'm fine with that. Yes. And he actually plays a double <laughs> role in this movie. So double role is the Indian term for when an actor plays two roles in one movie, like somebody yes. playing twins. And it happens all the time, and it is almost never that they are twins. Yeah. Because that's easily explained. That's a real thing in life. This is like father and son look exactly the same. Two brothers look exactly the same. Or like a reincarnation. Reincarnation. Or just two strangers look exactly the same. Yeah, it's a culture that is so fond of double roles, they have to have a term for it. And I have to say, (laughs) I like them. I do, mostly because it means whatever actor I love that I'm seeing in a movie, I get to see twice as much of him. Yeah. And it's it's really fun to see how they play the other role. Yeah. And it's where you see that a lot of people have really, you know, it it really highlights their strengths and their versatility. Yeah. um, When a lot of people do this. Now, this guy, it doesn't do that because he's playing... 
two awesome people, equally awesome yeah. people. They're awesome in exactly the same ways. They're basically the same person. Yeah. And because this is, it feels like a mythology story, mm-hmm. it would be weird if he was any less awesome, like equally awesome than he was. Like there's exactly. one ideal that's being held up. Mm-hmm. And he fulfills all of those right. in both roles. So he has to be so he has to be basically exactly the same. I mean, he's basically a god. Yes. There's it, it's not a mistake, you know, on the the writer's part that he was originally named after Shiva. So, yeah, so the writer is actually the director's father. Mhm. And he's a really good screenwriter. And I think it's the two of them doing this together that like I mean, this movie broke every single box office record in India, and that's really impressive when you consider that South Indian movies, and this movie is done in Telugu, often... It was originally shot Tamil and Telugu. Yeah. Often don't don't even make what the Hindi movies make in right. theaters. Well, yeah, because they'll remake them in Hindi if they're successful for a South Indian movie. And they don't have as much money in that industry. Yeah, exactly. So, and I, you can tell that's why the second movie... Gets higher in quality mm-hmm. with the special effects. Especially the animal CGI and... Yes. There's still definitely some parts where you're like, oh, wow. But, you know, it doesn't matter. That's really not why you're watching this movie. And the action scenes are so creative. and They are. So this is the story of, like, we open with this woman holding, like, running from guards. She's got an arrow on her back. And she's holding a baby above her head as she goes down a river. And praying to the gods to protect the baby. The next day, like, it's just her hand holding the baby above the water and some villagers take the baby and mm-hmm. she dies and, and drifts away. So then he grows up with this desire to climb this mountain. Yep, he, he doesn't know why. His mother tells him, you know, she's terrified he's going to go up there because she's like, this is my child. Mm-hmm. And she's not wrong when she says, are you crazy? They tried to kill a woman and a baby. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to take him back up there. But she's also very much blinded by the fact that she couldn't have a kid and wanted a kid. Yeah. So she le- So he eventually does manage. He gets strong enough to be able to climb this mountain and is, of course, inspired by his lady love. Oh, of course. And he winds up stumbling on a group of revolutionaries, I guess, who yeah. are trying to rescue a princess in this big, impressive city. And they've been trying to rescue her for 25 years. Yes. And so we see that the city's run by an unjust king. Very unjust. Yeah, Bahubali to help his girlfriend. No, sorry. Shiva, in order to help his girlfriend. His name's Shivu. Yeah. It's named after Shiva. But to help his girlfriend says that he'll rescue the princess. And what we actually get is we find out that he's connected to all of this. Mm-hmm. And so we get the backstory of the current king mm-hmm. and his brother and their upbringing and competition in order to see who will be king. And it is Shakespearean. Yes. I mean, and that's something that I don't think that I would have thought to use that word until the second time I saw it because... It's, you know, when you're not used to it, it's hard to see past how Indian it is. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching all of the machinate, the family machinations and the plotting and just everything that was happening, I was like, this is really Shakespearean. Yeah. It's so good. It's just genuinely a great epic. The music that's in it is pretty good, too. Oh, it's good. I like I, it. Yeah, especially the, the more, like, chanty yeah. 
stuff is is kind of awesome. But I, I prefer the song, like the actual songs from the second movie to the first movie. But me too. But they did also did a good job of keeping it within a mythical India and not making it pop. Yes, I thought it was well done. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call this a beginner movie. Yeah, because. It's really Indian. Mm -hmm. It is one of our starter movies because we kind of started with it. But, like, you have to be willing to jump in with both feet on this movie. You have to just let it wash over you and just take it for what it is. Because Mm -hmm. it's not a movie that's necessarily, like, American in its sensibilities. Right. And I think what you need here is, first of all, to like epic fantasies. Yes. You have to like that. But second of all, you have to be willing to jump in and admit to yourself that you can enjoy something that wasn't made for you. Yeah, and and that you won't understand everything, and it's not necessarily done the way an American movie would be done, but that's okay, and it's still really good. And yeah, some some of the CGI stuff is not great. Who cares? Yeah. And I would also say that this is probably fine for older children. A lot of the violence is fantastical. Uh Uh-huh. So obviously, I don't think young children would like it, but I also don't think they'd be able to sit through it. No, it would be very boring to them. But I would say easily 10 and up would be fine watching this movie. There's no sex, anything. No. It's strictly violence, and it's kind of the -the over-the-top war violence yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the no people gore, really. the violence are evil. They're yes. clearly evil. It's very obvious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the upside down lawnmower of destruction. Oh man, that was amazing. That was like one of the best war instruments I've ever seen in my life. I know. The bulls that pull it. Oh. I love it. I always felt kind of scared for the bulls because I was I afraid know. they were going to get their too. noses too close. I know. Oh, I love it so much. Everybody should watch these. And we're lucky enough that we don't have to wait two years between oh. the first and the second movie. I can't imagine having to wait two years I for that. I can't either. I had to wait two two or three weeks, and it was that was way too long. Yeah. Also, can we just for a second talk about how awesome the credits are, the opening credits are to the second movie? Oh, they're great. That was really impressive animation. I know. I liked that a lot. It, it was, and such a great way to like subtly recap what had happened in the first movie. It was it was perfect. You wouldn't think that a movie this overt in most ways could be that subtle, but there was there was a, actually a lot of subtlety in these movies and in the plot. And this director, he's just a really talented director. He really is. And you should go see anything he does. I will. So just sight unseen, like. <laughs> well, much in the same way, I'll go see anything Provost does. Sign me up. I mean, I will give you a warning about his earlier movies. Still gonna watch them. So now we're gonna take an interval, and we'll meet you on the other side with spoilers. the cliffhanger at the second the end of the first movie like i was like i feel like i should think that this is cheesy and gimmicky but like i was was into it truly shocked i know when he was like i killed your father i know and i was like explain yourself old man immediately i know it was really shocking and then i'm like to have to wait two years like right after that mic drop i I would have been imagine yeah 
Also, thank goodness they, here's the thing. I think this double role was necessary because how could you have found somebody as charming to match him? Yeah. Because you would like one of them better than the other. I know. As it is, obviously, you like Bahubali better than Shivu because he gets more screen time and he has more personality. Exactly. And but, his feats were greater. Yeah, but I feel fonder of Shivu because he looks just like Bahubali. And it lessens the sting of Bahubali's tragedies. Yes. Because I'm like, I don't think I could handle it if this guy died this way and his son didn't look exactly... Now Now at least I can pretend like he's triumphing. I feel in some way like he's triumphing also. Yes. Because if, if he just disappeared off screen and that was it, that would be too sad. No, it would be. And honestly, I was a little bit confused at certain points. Like, when you realize, you're like, oh, wait, no, you're not your father. So, like, when he's getting with some other woman and you're like, oh, oh, wait, no, I get it. Right. Because right. you're the son. No, I understand. So, this is the clearest example I have ever seen and probably will ever see because of the mythical quality of this guy of what an Indian son would ideally be. Oh my gosh, his <laughs> devotion a, to his mother is insane. And it's a huge theme in the movie. Yeah. Huge. And it's part of what makes him such an amazing, awesome guy. Exactly. Is how devoted he is to his mother. And as an American, you look at it and you're like, that's weird and unhealthy. I know, exactly. But you can see that, especially if you've seen enough Indian movies, that this is an ideal that every son is held to. And it's like, your devotion to your mother in India should be above your devotion to your wife. Right, which is actually portrayed in this once. But at the same time, he's extremely devoted to his wife later. Yes. And actually defies his mother in some ways because of it. Yes, although it almost seems like it's not because of his wife, but because of the moral principles that his mother had taught him when he was a child. That's what he tells her. Yeah. And that makes her even angrier, I think. She does not like that. Yeah. Can we just talk for a second about how awesome his mother is? Bahubali's mother, not Shivu, but Bahubali's mother. Best. And I have to say, all of the women in this series are fierce. But the queen mother is my favorite. She's so good. I want to see her her in like a hundred other movies. Like she's the best. And she's also super pretty and she's she's really good at the role that she plays. Oh, she's great. I mean, I'm like, sure. Can she be queen of wherever I am? I would, I'd love it. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. Some things happen that I would. Well, she gets manipulated by right. people. I mean, yeah. it wasn't her fault necessarily. I mean, exactly. maybe it's like a little bit her fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the women are like warrior women. Mm-hmm. And... But yeah, he, he has such devotion to his mother and then such devotion to his kingdom and his royal duties. He is a man of the, truly a man of the people. The people love him and he's extremely just, the best ruler. Yes. Well, the best royal family member that could be. And, of course, he, like everyone else in his family, knows how to pose awesomely. Oh, my gosh. Just, like, watching people get up into chairs and stuff in this movie is a thing of beauty. I know. There's one shot in particular of him getting up into a chair that's just, like, amazing. This movie, though, also does highlight the very Indian love of revenge. Because you see Bala's obsession with punishing Devasena. And it's, it's, according to him, it's the only thing that makes him happy. Although I was like, I think even that wasn't making you happy, but okay, go for it. It, It's his obsession to have her in chains. Um, But he gets it from his father, clearly. Gosh, that guy. What a piece of work. 
And I think a very traditional, like, not breaking promises. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The hoops people jumped through. Yeah. To not break promises. I know. But this is that mythology thing. This is, like, even in the Greek myths and stuff. This is how people got trapped into weird situations. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Or the Bible, even. Yeah. So it just felt very true to form. Yeah. It was good. It really was in keeping with the, the setting. And also, like, the superhuman strength of the mm-hmm. brothers and all, and Shivu also. Right, which is why you could just watch it and, and enjoy it. And also why you didn't think that much about the action. Like, these crazy over-the-top action scenes, which were so amazingly choreographed. Oh, they were great. I mean, it was only possible because of their incredible, like, insane strength. Yeah, and it's why, it's why you were able to just enjoy it. You know, you didn't have to say, like, well, that's not realistic. Right, none of this is realistic. Yeah. And the firewalk at the end that his Ooh. mother does, yes. Bahubali's wife or widow, Shiva's mother, who, because of the tradition of getting the goddess's blessings, mm-hmm. um, walking with the hot coals on her head. I'm like, that was, that so, was so amazing. And the thing even with the... The, the statue's head. Yes. And I, was, I saw that and I was like, ooh, Shiva, Lord Shiva, really does not want you to be king anymore. No kidding. Was that figure in the clouds Shiva or Bahubali? I honestly couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. But it could have been both, for all I, I, yeah, know. I know. right? Because they may have also, there may have also, for all I know, been implications that he was some sort of, like... Avatar. Avatar of Shiva. Yeah, who knows? I wouldn't... These I are wouldn't, the mythology things that I wouldn't recognize. I wouldn't be able recognize. to catch that. Yeah. yeah. South India obviously tends to worship Shiva more than Vishnu, mm-hmm. and Ganesh is associated with Shiva the way Ram is associated with Vishnu. So, like, right. if you worship Shiva, odds are you're going to spend a lot of time probably praying to Ganesh. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, and one of the best sequences yes. when that elephant yes. was like, I'm sorry, I feel very sheepish now. I'll be a good elephant. <laughs> because I've just been reprimanded by Lord by Ganesh. Lord Ganesh. Yes. Thank you, That Bahubali. was so charming. You were right. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes, and Kali. Yes, Kali is the... Kali's a weird one, because she seems to be like a goddess of destruction, but people will pray for her for all sorts of stuff if you kind of look up her page. But she is the goddess that is holding a human, severed human head in one of her hands. So that's how you can recognize her generally. Yeah. And she's got a rocket bod. Well, they all have that. They well, Ganesh that. doesn't, actually. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Ganesh is like, look, I already have an elephant head, okay? I'm fine. Yeah. Who am I trying to impress? <laughs> exactly. And this guy had a really small part, and this is not a spoiler, but I love the Swami in the village at the beginning. Oh my gosh, yes. She kept asking, Sivu's mother kept asking for, you know, like, oh, will this mean this? Will Shiva do this for me now? Will this happen now? And he was like, I don't know, Lord Shiva's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. After he told her to do this thing, and then he would grant her wish, and he's like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That's just really funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this movie, it's just funny watching it this time because I'd seen it a couple times before and it just really, I really realized like how comforting it is to watch, which seems weird because it's very battle heavy and all of this stuff and it's subtitled also. But something about just like having it on 
I think maybe because of how clear cut so much of it was, yeah. like right is right, wrong is wrong. People aren't angsting over all their decisions. They either know they're doing good or they're doing bad. Right. There's something very comforting about that, and I think that's why it works so well. I think so, and it's amazing how touching it, how much it affects you, like how much you feel everything. I mean, there are parts where they're so touching and heartwarming that I could cry. I know, and like even the way Bahubali treated his servant when he had killed him, essentially. I know. And he sits there on the rock, the way a king sits on the rock, and his servant is kneeling before him, and then he dies sitting there. I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart is so moved. I know. And, and then, of course, his brother comes out and starts, starts cackling. Hacking and hacking at his body. Yeah. I was surprised Katapa didn't stop that. I know. That was crazy. But, oh well. So anyway, I just can't recommend this movie enough. So everyone should go watch it immediately if you haven't already because it's awesome. And if you have watched it, you should probably go watch it again because you can never see it too many times. Can confirm. You should do that. Yeah. And this is the last of our starter movies. And Hannah, I don't know if you realize this. But we just watched five Indian movies, and none of them had Shah Rukh Khan in it. <gasps> Gasp. I know. So I think that's why we need to do a little Shah Rukh Khan series. Agreed. Should we start with his most accessible one, Om Shanti Om? Yes. Which is just super it's charming. Very it's good. It's very much about kind of like sending up the Bollywood film industry at the same time mm-hmm. as it is kind of sending up those big over the top like 70s, 60s, like Bollywood soap opera kind of movies. Yeah. And he's playing kind of a character he plays a lot in those movies um, yeah. that you'll either like or you won't. But it is it is very much the type of character he plays. Yeah. That will be first, and that is available on Netflix. And then the second movie mm-hmm. is Rob Nabana de Jodi, mm-hmm. which is a romantic comedy, so his genre, but actually kind of an unusual set of roles for him. It's very unusual, and it really shows that he's a good actor. He is. And yeah, and I think if you've only seen his more broad movies, this would be a real surprise for you. And then the third movie is a movie called Fan, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, one of the best acting roles I've ever seen him in. And I haven't seen that one yet, so I'm excited. So, those are our three movies for Shah Rukh Khan, and they all have double roles, so you're getting (laughs) six Shah Rukh Khans for your three movies. Exactly. Full bang for your buck. It's a bargain. Yes. But yeah, so next time we'll be Om Shanti Om. So we'll see you next time on The American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of an American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.